The Barefoot Lawyer Reports is proud to feature the art of Chen Weiming, a human rights activist whose sculptures depict the struggle for democracy and freedom in China. His work is displayed at Liberty Sculpture Park in Yermo, California, which Chen Guangcheng recently visited. You can view pictures of Weiming's art at catholic.edu chr. Hi, this is William Saunders. I am the director of the Center for Human Rights at Catholic University of America. And um, on this edition of the Barefoot Lawyer podcast, we're talking to one of the winners of our essay contest. The essay contest was about the state of uh, political and social life in China under the Chinese Communist Party and what could or couldn't be done and should or shouldn't be done to improve things for the people. Um, and so I'm joined today by Jose Nunez. Jose, why don't you tell the listeners who you are? Happy to do so, Dr. Saunders. So my name is Jose Nunez. I'm originally from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, I'm a lawyer. I have a background in commercial uh, law and international commerce and before coming here to the US I worked for a year and a half as legal advisor for a Brazilian politician and then I decided to quit my job to continue my academic studies here in the US so I moved to Washington DC um, late August of last year in order to pursue the MA in human rights organized by the Institute of Human Ecology here at the Catholic University of America. Yeah, and I'm the director of that program. So anybody listening who wants to learn about that program, which has uh, American uh, USA students and as well as for students from foreign countries like Jose, you can find it on the website, which is catholic.edu front slash CHR for the Center for Human Rights. Let's talk about the essay contest, uh, Jose, and about the subject of the essay contest. And I want you to start out by telling us who is Little Lee. Okay, so Little Lee uh, was a Chinese girl who was, um, who after the communists took over, she was a Catholic girl who was attending mass. And all of a sudden, a group of communist soldiers stormed into the church uh, dispersing the crowd and imprisoning the priest so literally she went home that day and for nearly 30 days after that incident hap happened she would sneak into the church to take the um, the holy hosts that were spread out on the floor by the chinese um uh, communist soldiers who violated the, the 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 chapel of that church and her her acts of bravery uh, bravery were witnessed by the by the priest of that particular church and uh, at a certain night she took the holy host and um, actually what she was gonna do she would press her tongue against the floor in order not to touch the holy host uh with her hands and uh, without realizing 
um, she caught the attention of a communist uh, soldier who shot her to death. And uh, this story is portrayed in the autobiography of Bishop Funtong Shin. And uh, it's a source of inspiration, both for Catholics and non-Catholics who fight against uh, human rights violations all over the world. Why don't you tell us about your your essay and what you what was your argument in the essay, which was uh, based uh, or illustrated by the heroism of Little Lee. So I the gist of my essay was to try to show uh, how it is the case that uh, natural law is not a Western construct. So regardless of your of your nationality or ethnicity it is possible to grasp the existence of some fundamental truths that orient how human beings should behave and organize in society so uh, every single civilization that has ever existed in the world recognized the importance of human life in different degrees the centrality of marriage to sustain uh, social life. So the bulk of my argument was to show how it's the case that in the case of China, they can uh, return to their own natural law tradition, which is symbolized in the notion of the, uh, the, the Tao, and uh, how it's the case that the American political experiment can be used as a source of inspiration for the contemporary Chinese to rediscover, rediscover his own natural law tradition. So that's pretty much what I try to convey with my article. Uh, yeah, and for those listening, you know, religious freedom that Little Lee died for, um, is non-existent within China today and the CCP. And everybody from the Uyghurs to the Tibetan Buddhists uh, to the Christians uh, to the Falun Gong, who or uh, anybody with a, um, a point of reference that's beyond the Chinese Communist Party is oppressed. And we've talked about this on other podcasts uh, we've had, for instance, Bob Fu, who's the head of China Aid and one of our close friends on here. So, Jose, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that, that, that it's possible for China to recover the natural law uh, tradition in a sense that they have in, um, under this government? Um, I, I, believe, I believe so. I, I tend to be optimistic because ultimately uh truth will prevail in the end right so i think that one of the weapons that uh the enemies of freedom try to use is discouragement and fear and they certainly have uh, a lot of power and money to back their threats but uh, we should never lose faith in the capacity of ordinary people to organize and to resist oppression. So, for instance, one of the things that you discussed with us in class was how back in, in the mid-80s, nobody had any idea that the Soviet Union would collapse by the 
and uh, the 80s. And uh, th that that did happen. And it was thanks to the effort of people like John Paul II, Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher, and thanks to the effort of the um, many people who struggled behind the Iron Curtain. So I do think that the Chinese people have to stick to their own natural law tradition embody in the notion of the Tao. And it's important for Western powers such as the United States to support the efforts of the Chinese people against uh, against oppression. And not only not only the Chinese people, but it's also important to support those people who are threatened by the imperialistic uh, motives of China all over the world, particularly in Africa and in Latin America. Yes. Uh, Jose, you mentioned uh, what we talked about in class, and I want to uh, first, that's correct, and everybody listening should realize because most of the people, most of you listening are much younger than I am. I was alive in 1988, 1989, and nobody thought the, the uh, Berlin Wall or the collapse of communism in Europe was going to happen. Everybody thought it would be a hundred years of detente between the East and the West. And instead, the wall collapsed. So what seems like a, something that can't be changed, which is the CCP's control of the Chinese people can change tomorrow. Uh, we we don't we will not know that until it happens. So we must work for it all the time. But also, of course, as one of my students, Jose had the privilege of of hearing from Chen Guangchen, our barefoot lawyer, our distinguished fellow here at the Center for Human Rights, and for whom the podcast is named. And anybody who doesn't know already his story, you can find it at our webpage again at the catholic.edu front slash chr, where you can also sign up for these podcasts. So Jose, do you want to say anything about your meeting or interactions or learning from Chen Guangchen? Sure. So um, I think Guangcheng provides uh, an inspirational example of how it is possible for the ordinary person to stand against uh, oppression. So Cheng Guancheng has a very interesting and uh, inspiring story that is portrayed in the book, uh, The Barefoot Lawyer, which shows how he first got involved advocating for human rights in China and how he became uh, enemy of the Chinese, uh, of the CCP, ultimately. So interacting with Chen Guangsheng uh, is kind of like having a white witness account of what it's like to do real boots on the ground human rights work. So I would say he's probably the Chinese version of Alexander Solzhenitsyn. So he's probably the Solzhenitsyn of China. So it's a, it was a one of a kind experience. And I would say that having the opportunity to interact with him and learn from him is one of the many high points of the MA in human rights here at CUA. Yeah, it is a great opportunity for everybody. Uh, so again, anybody listening, if you happen to be interested in this master's program, or if you know people who you think would be interested in it, 
or people who, because part of the program is studying with Guangxin, um, you know, you should uh, go to the webpage and start the application process. Um, he, he is uh, inspiration for what we are doing. And uh, I also want to mention to everybody listening that we will have this essay contest. We'll have an essay contest again. And I hope that you will encourage students, you know, whether they're college or high school or graduate students to apply uh, or, or to enter the contest because our, one of our main purposes here is to help the American people to understand what life is like under communist China and also through our website to understand the threat that Chinese Communist Party poses to the United States and to democracy. So in the essay contest, people like Jose thought about democracy um, and how how it's missing in China and what could happen. Uh, I'm really I'm really glad that Jose mentioned the the Dow because if those of you who've ever read C.S. Lewis, you'll know that he uses that as well, and he's uh, one of the most influential writers, at least in the English, in English, of the last hundred years. So this is a, an important concept. Um, natural law is not just a Greek idea. Uh, in, in a sense, it, in a sense, it corresponds to common sense, which is that we can we can know, and that by knowing we can understand how to act in harmony with. Uh, with the universe and with and with other people uh, and to make judgments, but in any case, Jose, anything you'd like to um, else you'd like to share for the people listening about you know, the subject of this this essay contest or your own essay? What 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 would they, you like them to to learn from it? So there there are two points that I raise in the in my essay that I'd like to stress. So first of all is the danger of Marxism or anything that evolved um, from Marxism. So I think the, I draw the comparison. I say that Marxism is a kind of virus and we just went through the uh, COVID uh, crisis. And uh, after COVID, there were many variants arising such as the Delta, variant, the Omicron variant. And uh, I think that uh, this is a good uh, symbol to make sense of the how influential Marxism is up to this day in the world. So there are many uh, things that uh, in the middle of the 20th century arose out of Marxism. So there's the Frankfurt School variant, the Chinese variant, the Nicaraguan variant so it's 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 necessary to realize that marxism nowadays presents itself in a less dogmatic way uh instead it presents itself as a kind of spirit in a more diffused way and it can even instrumentalize uh things that are constitu constituent of the uh, patrimony of the church, such as the notion of social justice that has to be properly understood within the tradition of 
the Catholic social teaching, as it was emphasized by Pope John Paul II. There are people that use the notion of human rights to justify uh, abortion all, acro uh, all across the world. So it's, it's necessary for us to examine these ideas, uh, acknowledge them when they manifest themselves, and defeat uh, them politically. The other thing I'd like to stress is the, the danger that China represents not only to the Chinese people, but also to the people in Africa, in Latin America. So a couple of years ago, the Chinese Communist Party launched an initiative called the Silk Road Initiative. And uh, with that initiative, uh, China has been uh, building infrastructure in the underdeveloped and developing countries, particularly in uh, Africa and Latin America. So I think that uh, governments in Africa and Latin America have to be extremely careful on the kinds on the kinds of deals that they're gonna cut with the Chinese Communist Party, because uh, at the end of the day, day, it might be the case that they're going to rely more and more on Chinese investment, and uh, they might fall prey to the interests of the Chinese Communist Party. So any decision to enter into any kind of agreement with China has to be uh, diligently uh, examined. And uh, it's important to have uh, people, good lawyers, economists, advisors, aware of the dangers presented, posed by the Chinese Communist Party and how to combat them. Well, Jose, uh, thank you very much. I, I invite the listener to go to our web page and read uh, Jose's essay, as well as the essays of the other two prize winners. Again, you can find it at catholic.edu front slash chr for Center for Human Rights, catholic.edu front slash Center for Human Rights. And Jose, I thank you for joining us today. I invite the, the listener to come back for the next podcast. Thank you very much, Dr. Saunders. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. The Barefoot Lawyer Reports is proud to announce the publication of a research paper from the Center for Human Rights. It addresses the establishment of illegal policing and surveillance stations by the Chinese Communist Party in America and other countries. To read this research paper, Go to catholic.edu chr and go to our research and analyses page.